everybody, this is Jim. And Jeremy. And we are on show number 40. And today we're going to be talking about um, some new music, 2023. And we're also going to be going over our top 15 albums that we liked from last year, from 2022. But first, we're going to, we have two more beers here. We're going to, the first one, and this is from the same brewery from the last podcast, Duclaw, Duclaw, from Maryland. And this beer is regular beer. I've seen this in the beer store and I finally got it. This is 4.9. A beer that tastes like beer. <laughs> Nice. It's got a very simple label on it. Just black and white. Yeah, it tastes pretty good for a lager. It is good. Pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. We're three for three on yeah. Three for three on tasty beers. Yeah, I like beers. this brewery. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some uh, new music that came out already this year. No way. Yeah. First one is Iggy Pop. Ooh. Has a new album called Every Loser. And, um, yeah. Sounds so uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> now, Iggy is 75. Wow. I didn't know that. And he's got some, uh, guest musicians on this album. We've got, uh, Duff McKagan on bass. He's on three songs. He's from Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. He's on. He is on seven songs. Wait a minute, seven. He might be on the whole album. It says one to six and eight. Oh, percussion two to five and eight. So song seven. No, but seven songs. I think that's a total of seven. He's playing percussion and drums on some of the songs. Oh, okay. And interesting enough, Josh Klinghoffer who was the guitarist for the Chili Peppers mm-hmm. before John, John Frusciante rejoined the band. Okay. Josh was on a couple Chili Peppers albums. But he's playing guitar, keyboards, piano, organ, bass guitar, synthesizer on different songs. We've got Travis Barker. He's on one track. Stone Gossard, Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. guitar on one song. And Taylor Hawkins, the late Taylor Hawkins. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. He plays drums and piano on one song. And Dave Navarro is on one song from the Chili Peppers <laughs> and Jane's Addiction. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I know that name, but not <clears throat> from the Chili Peppers. So this is a great album if you want to check it out, Every Loser. I'm amazed at Iggy's voice. Uh, Iggy... There's one song where his voice is really, I think it's called, uh, what's it called? Morning, morning show or something like that. Something like that. And he sounds like Bowie. His voice is real deep. And then other songs, his voice, there's one song he sounds like Alice Cooper. Awesome. And it's a really rocking album. I mean, this album, I'm going to remember, I might be talking more about it, you know, next year when we do this. (laughs) We have a new Miley Cyrus song. Now, I like Miley Cyrus. I didn't like her at first, but I like the new Miley. 
the more mature Miley. Uh, she has a new album called Endless Summer Vacation. I did see that pop up. And I think the song's called Flowers. And it's basically a song. It's kind of a, I don't call it pop, kind of in that genre. But it's a, it's a good song. I liked her last, al- last couple albums. Uh, I just saw Ricky Lee Jones, who I like from, you know, Chucky's in Love. That song, I love that song when it came <laughs> out a long time ago. Yeah. She has a new album coming out. That's not till April. Um, Pieces of Treasure. And then we had someone email us, a singer, and I like to talk about her. Uh, she sent us an email. I'm going to read you her email. It says, hey, I'm Francesca. I'm a 14-year-old female singer, guitar player, and I love to rock. Some say I'm an old soul because of my taste in music. I love classic rock, punk rock, grunge, and even some country rock. I play rhythm, but also learning some killer leads. Currently learning Stairway to Heaven lead. Anyway, on January 6th, I released my first single called My Runaway. It's a rock song. Even has a guitar solo. And I played this for Jeremy. Mm -hmm. It's a really good song. And the guitar solo, I was like... I guess I didn't read her email all the way through before I listened to the song because I was just, you know, really good guitar solo in there. And um, I think I have, I thought I had the guy's name who plays guitar. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have it. Anyway, so it's guitar, drums, and she is singing. Uh, This song's about being somewhere you know you shouldn't and you have to get out of there, but you're worried about what people are going to think. She says, thanks for listening. I hope you like it. And uh, she's on Instagram and Facebook, Francesca Tarantino. And she gave us permission to play part of her song. So we're going to do that now. It's called My Runaway. We're going to play a little bit of it so you can hear it. So much I can take. My inner Okay, so that was my runaway, and uh, so you get a little bit of taste for that. And she also told me she has got three or four more songs she's writing. I'm very anxious to hear, you know, her new music. Maybe she'll put out an album. I think she has really great potential. Yeah, I'd be eager to listen to a full album, especially, you know, listening to the vocals, listening to the music. It, It works very well together. Uh, but just knowing also that someone is writing their own music. They don't mm-hmm. need someone to write it for them. Yeah. Be original, be creative, get that out there. That's what that's what's going to be successful, in my opinion. 
Oh, so I do have the name of the, let's see. The person who's playing guitar is actually her producer and guitar teacher, Mike Walker. He's from Dreamwalker Music Evolution in Orlando. Yeah, so check out Francesca, if I'm saying her first name right, Francesca Tarantino, My Runaway. And we always like to hear from new artists. Uh, if you have any new songs you want us to hear and talk about, and uh, hopefully we can play part of it if we like it. And uh, you can email us at nogoodmusicpodcast at gmail.com. And that's K-N-O-W, good music. I'm sure you know that. So we're going to start off. We're also going to talk about, I forgot to mention this first. Um, we're going to talk about some concert highlights from last year. <laughs> and I found a website that had, you know, a list of concerts. And these are not ones that, I don't think we've been to any of these. <clears throat> what the hell's wrong? I need a drink. <laughs> Give me a drink. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so the first concert is Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. He did a U.S. tour last year, and he's starting up a European tour, I think, in March. And we did talk to someone who is in his band recently, if you want to listen to that interview, and his name is Robert Walter, similar to Roger Walter's. So Roger had, um, his tour was called This Is Not a Drill. Mm -hmm. So that's a memorable one. All go the on, reviews I heard on that one were fantastic. And you can go on YouTube and it, the visuals are, are incredible. Mm -hmm. Then we had uh, ZZ Top toured last year. Uh, after They did return to the stage uh, two days after the death of Dusty Hill. And... Uh, but they spent most of last year on the road. And um, then we got Joni Mitchell, who we hadn't heard from in a while. She made a uh, su uh, surprise appearance at the 2022 Newport Folk Festival. Uh, she appeared on stage to perform a 13-track set uh, with singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle. And that was her first appearance at Newport since 1969. And her first public performance since 2013, so almost mm. 10 years. Wow. She had a brain aneurysm in 2015, so she's kept mostly a low profile. And uh, so she did songs, Big Yellow Taxi, Case of You, and she played guitar on a few songs. Then we got uh, Sir Paul McCartney. His final stop on the Got Back tour was in New Jersey. And he was joined by Bruce Springsteen and John Bon Jovi. Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> no, I do like McCartney and Bruce. <laughs> I know. But, so Bruce uh, did Glory Days and I Want to Be Your Man. And later he returned to play guitar on The End with Paul. Uh, see, John Bon Jovi appeared with a bouquet of balloons in hand and led the audience in a happy birthday sing-along to Paul McCartney, who turned 82 days later. That was sweet. There you go. You can't screw that one up. But the, the highlight was uh, image and audio of John Lennon uh, from the Beatles Get Back film uh, projected behind Paul McCartney. I did see video of this, and he sang I Got a Feeling on stage and uh, you know, with John Lennon. So that was pretty touching. 
We got Jack White. He released two albums last year. And um, he also, uh, let's see, he proposed his girlfriend, Olivia Jean, uh, whose band had played earlier in the evening. And this was um, in Detroit on April 8th. And during the encore, White and Jean married on stage. Wow. Uh, with Third Man Records, that's uh, Jack's label, co-founder Ben Swank serving as officiant. Then we got a bittersweet one, which is Genesis. Phil Collins, who can no longer play drums. Yeah. You know, they've been performing for over 50 years. Uh, they embarked on their The Last Domino farewell tour. Kicked off in September 2021. And it came to a close on March 26, 2022. Uh, the final show featured a 23-song set. And uh, which the three of them delivered material from throughout the band's career. Uh, highlights Land of Confusion. Acoustic performance of The Land Lies Down on Broadway. And Invisible Touch. The final tune of the night uh, was The Carpet Crawlers. I don't know that one. <laughs> Not by title. Uh, even though a reunion with former singer Peter Gabriel wasn't in the cards, the singer attended the final Genesis performance, showing support for his former bandmates. That's good. Uh, then we got Taylor Hawkins' tribute concert. Taylor Hawkins, drummer of the Foo Fighters, uh, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. I think he was, was he just 50? He was not very old. Yeah. That uh, concert was awesome. I saw so many different clips from that tribute show. Oh, yeah. It was two nights of music. Um, first concert took place on September 3rd in London. And we had Liam Gallagher from Oasis, Brian Johnson, you know, ACDC, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, Justin Hawkins, The Pretenders, Stuart Copeland, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson from Rush, Lars Aldrich. Brian May, Roger Taylor, and Paul McCartney. And then many of the acts returned on September 27th in Los Angeles with Joan Jett, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, Def Leppard, Sebastian Bach, Geezer Butler, among others. So, yeah. And check that out if you haven't. Like, I'm sure there's, you know, stuff on YouTube. Uh, then we got Bono and The Edge went to Ukraine. They got an invitation from uh, President Zelensky. And they performed inside a subway station in Kiev, uh, which was being used as a bomb shelter. Uh, it was an intimate 40-minute acoustic set. And uh, Bono praised uh, Ukrainians for their courage and resiliency as they battled Russia's invasion. So that's the most memorable concert from last year. So now we're going to... We're going to get into our top 15. I think Jeremy has 15 albums. I have 15. For that, we're going to try our second beer. <laughs> oh, and this is relaxed fit. Relaxed fit, like the jeans. Oh, this looks sparkly. Why is this sparkly? I don't know. Maybe it's apple cider. Yeah, it's an IPA. It's a four hot blend. It's got Matuska, Lemon Drop, Bultana, and Simcoe. Hmm. That's a, just a 4.8, so that's a light IPA. Yeah. 
That one's got the least. Do you want taste. me to go first? Sure. Why not? Okay, so be- I, you know, before you start, I have a feeling we're gonna match on a few yeah. of these. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that as I was writing them down. I'm like, oh boy. But, yeah, I think we're gonna have some similar ones. But we have similar taste in music, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be completely surprising, I guess. So I've um I have criteria. That's four things for an album. Okay. Uh is the album as a whole. You can't have a great album if there are only like two great songs on an album, of course, and the rest is not that great. Uh it's a feeling for the album. The album has to make me smile when I listen to it or have a good flow going on, you know, make you feel good about listening to it. You know, not like one of the other albums from the last podcast, Jeremy said, put them to sleep. Yeah. Uh, first impression too. When I first hear an album, especially the, I mean, the first track, second track, then you want to continue you yeah. know, listening. Yeah. I agree with that completely. So the artist has to, I think, pick their best songs for the any more you know um pick their best songs for the first couple tracks i think a great example is the song we played earlier in the podcast i would want to listen to that again yeah mm-hmm. and also playability uh wanting to listen to the album again in the near future not like just oh you know okay that was okay you know it, it has to be a, a of course, a great album that you're going to want to listen to again. Yep. So I don't know how we're going to do this. If we want to... Do you you have exactly 15? I have actually 14, unfortunately. Okay. But I don't have them in any certain order. So. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, I could start from the bottom. Okay. Yeah, some of... Actually, some of my best ones are at the bottom. I think my order is <clears throat> calendar year from beginning to end. Okay. Because I went through January to December. Okay. Well, I'll start with 15. Okay. And it's one we mentioned before, Angel Olsen. And I think she she was uh, Pace number seven. Rolling Stone had it at number 18. Uh, it's considered alternative. She's from St. Louis. And she's now living in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, this is a sweet, simple, honest album. Now, I think even though it's alternative, some of the songs have a little twang going on. Um, You know, not fully country, but there's something interesting going on there. Most of the songs are slow paced. And once you know what inspired this album, it'll make you love the album even more. Because in 2021, uh, three days after she came out to her parents her father died and soon after her mother died so this album explores the light of new love alongside the dark devastation of loss and grief uh she started the album just three weeks after her mother's funeral so so that that's what's brought you know what she brought to this album so you can feel it you know uh, songs to check out are Big Time, Ghost On, All the Flowers. That's a really beautiful song. This is how it works. Um, you can feel the emotion in her voice on that song. And she also, I, on this song, there's a a band. Well, I thought it was a girl, but 
Maisie Starr, there's a song called Fade Into You. So it kind of has that feel, you know, that song. So, so that's my number 15. Okay. Uh, first album on my list is one that you may have. Uh, it was the Scorpions Rock Believer. That's not on my list. Okay. This was their 19th studio album. Uh, first album with Mickey D playing the drums. And it was the longest gap between previous releases. It was, there was a seven year gap. Oh, wow. Between the last album and this album. I love the Scorpions. I love classic Scorpions. I loved pretty much everything that they've put out. I can't think of a bad album off the top of my head that I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, I don't, I never want to hear that particular album again. But what I liked about this was it got back to their roots while adding in a little bit of new. And it just, it was a good welcome back rock album in my mm-hmm. opinion for the scorpions uh, i did like that album i just had so many other ones yeah I no I, I mean it happens um knock em dead was my favorite song on the album that was the third track uh there was a song call of the wild 10th track i really liked that but ultimately there wasn't any track on this album that i was skipping over mm-hmm. you know you touched on it at the beginning when you your four criteria for an album when this first came out, I played it three or four times at my office desk. Yeah. Back to that's back a good to sign. back. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of a theme on my list. There's probably five or six albums that I was able to do that with. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly your criteria hit the nail on the head. Because when you can do that, you've got a winner. Yeah. yeah. And this one for me was an instant winner. Mm-hmm. So number 14, some of these... Um, Jeremy, I'm sure you never heard of. <laughs> That's okay. Young Gun, Silver Fox. And I want your mom to listen to this album. <laughs> okay. It's considered indie rock. But it sounds like it came right out of the 70s. Uh-huh. And who thought you could create yacht rock better than the original yacht rock? But it's got great arrangements, um, all original songs. And they sometimes sound like early hollow notes. Little Stilly Dan. So if you want something new, reminds me of your youth. Uh, or for the youngins, your parents' old music. Check this out. Uh, I don't really have any... I, I like this. It's it's hard to pick. Um, and again, this album... Why don't I have the name here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Can you look up Young Guns? Or not Young... Yeah, Young Gun Silver Fox. Mm, West Side Jet? Yeah, uh, that's a song. Oh. That's oh, not giving you the album? No. No, that's the song I wanted to mention anyway. <laughs> Ticket to Shangri La? Oh, yeah, that's it. So the name of the album is Ticket to Shangri La. And if there's one song, check out it's West Side Jet. I, I'm just amazed that they can recreate. But not recreate it so that you're like, oh, I've heard this before. It's like they could have come out in the 70s and had a lot of hit songs just from this one album. <laughs> so it's Young Gun, Silver Fox. I, I also take it, there's one guy, on the, there's a guy on the cover with really long hair and he looks older than the other guy. Or, so I'm thinking he's Silver Fox. 
And the other guy's a young... I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look up how they got their name, but... Okay. So... All right. Uh, second on my list was Three Days Grace. The album was called Explosions. came out May 6th of 2022. This was their seventh studio album. Um, Three Days Grace is a Canadian rock band, if you don't know. This was their third album with a new lead singer, Matt Waste. Three Days Grace is a band that I actually saw live. Mm -hmm. They were one of three openers, maybe. It was like a four-band performance. And I went to the concert going, yeah, I've heard of Three Days Grace. Mm -hmm. I left the concert going, holy shit. Uh I didn't realize how many (laughs) songs I actually knew by Three Days Grace. So I had to, of course dig deeper into their music mm-hmm. and there's certain bands that when something gets released i'm going to check it out um their last album was a total dud for me mm-hmm. so this yeah. one i was a little hesitant mm-hmm. but it was similar to the scorpions album played it a couple of times the first time mm-hmm. i listened to it <clears throat> absolutely loved it there was a few singles um so-called life lifetime and i am the weapon i really liked i am the weapon that was probably my favorite song on the album Mm -hmm. um new lead vocalist does sound a little different than the original but he definitely still captures that same tune beat i don't Mm -hmm. know how you want to rhythm of the same three days grace Yeah, yeah 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 Um, so you, you don't feel like you're losing anything mm-hmm. with a new singer. I've heard the name, but I, c- I couldn't name any songs. I don't even know. I don't know if I know any songs. <laughs> I've heard the name of the band. I bet you do. I don't <laughs> even know it. Okay. So my number 13 is Orville Peck, um, album called Bronco. And this is a country album. Uh, but Orville sings like a cross between Roy Orbison and Elvis. And his voice is like melted butter. <laughs> uh one thing about Orville, he never shows his face. Uh he wears a cowboy hat and either a bandana or veil over his nose and mouth. And sort of like the singer Orion, uh, who wore a mask over his eyes. People thought he was Elvis. So um check out the song Hexy Mountains. Uh that'll give you a feel for what Orville sounds like. Like I said, incredible voice. So my number 12 is a band called, and again, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but Soraya, S-O-R-A-I-A, album Bloom. This band is from Philadelphia, and it's led by singer Zuzu Mansoor. This album kicks ass in the spirit of early heart, the pretenders, even Alice Cooper. Um, Even... In fact, the second song on the album, Tight Lipped, has, you'd like this album, Jeremy, has a guitar riff that sounds pretty close to Detroit City, which is an Alice Cooper song. Mm-hmm. Um, but check out Seek Fire and Hammer and the Anvil. So just by the name of the songs, Jeremy, I know you, you Those like sound that. cool. <laughs> they do. Um, these, uh, on those songs, the two... On those two songs, the guitar riffs sound like ACDC. Oh, nice. Except both songs have a pretty catchy chorus um, and could have been radio hits back in the day. Uh, 
And then Hammer and the Anvil sounds like something maybe Scandal would do. So not too hard, but not, you know, too light. Um, you know, that song Goodbye to You. Yes. Yeah, sort of in that that tone there. Okay. But uh, great voice. Got a great rock and roll voice. Uh, I think I first heard of them through uh, Little Steve and sometimes whole post bands that I don't get serious radio, but I think you can go on uh, like Underground Garage um, on their page and see what he's playing. I'm not sure where I heard, or this might have been an album that came out on a Friday and I just like... (laughs) Cause that's what I do. I just scroll through the albums and like, okay, that yep. maybe I'll like that one, especially if it's rock alternative, you know, I'll yep. listen to it. So, yep. Um, third one on my list was shine down planet zero. I've mentioned that one on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. This was a pre-order for me. Uh, got a signed copy from the band. I'm a big shine down fan. This was their seventh album. Interesting tidbit of info this is the first album to top the all genre billboard chart in sales for the band Uh which was surprising to me because i thought that their success they would have had more Mm -hmm. sales prior uh interesting i guess to me for this album was it almost felt like they added an electrical feel Mm -hmm. as opposed to just rock So they added, and it's hard to explain, but I want to say on top of, you know, instruments, like a computer generated electric type of sound to go with it. Mm -hmm. And it it really enhanced a lot of the tracks, in my opinion, gave them a different sound while still maintaining their roots of Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to sound like. Um, Planet Zero, of course, the name of the album, the self-titled track is a great song, but my favorite song on the album was Dead Don't Die. That was the sixth track. Again, same as the first two. I played this four or five times in the Mm -hmm. office, and I've gone back to this one several times since it first came out. So this probably would have easily been in my top three if I was ranking these Mm -hmm. albums in any particular order. I would strongly suggest this album to any rock fan, Mm -hmm. especially a Shinedown fan, but any rock fan in general. And when you say office, that's your house, right? No, um, I have to go in a couple days a week now. Okay. So sometimes it's my house, but no, actually, I take headphones and I am jamming out to Apple Music in the office now (laughs) in my little cubicle. You just picture you with speakers on the desk and just... Nope, headphones. Everybody rocking it. (laughs) Yeah, we're hybrid now. We have to go in two days oh, okay. a week at least. So, so I got number eleven, which is Todd Rundgren, Space Force. Uh, is considered prog rock, art rock, which I've never heard of. I don't know what art rock is. I don't know, but there's some good collaborations on this album, uh, and Todd is Todd can do any type of music, you know, throughout his extensive career uh because there's a song on here that's almost reggae you know i mean and it's with rivers como from weezer and it's called down with the ship 
Now, some of these songs are political, but they're not where, I mean, I just know Todd is being political, right? <laughs> and I know where he stands. So it, the songs are not blatant. Like, you have to kind of look into the song, like, okay, that's what he, I know what he's talking about. Now, Down With The Ship is about how things over the past years or maybe even be- before COVID, you know, we're, we a lot of people thought we're going downhill. And I'm not going to get into that, but I'm pretty sure that's what the song's you know, about, you know, going down with the ship. And then we've got uh, Neil Finn. He's from Crowded House. Uh, and Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick on STFU. Uh, another good song, and they don't say STFU. <laughs> they actually say, shut the fuck up. Nice. And Rick's singing, too. He's getting into it. And you got Steve Vai uh, on the album. Uh, he's on Echo Warrior Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so with Todd, you're going to get some weird uh, name songs, uh, some interesting stuff, but a little bit of everything. A uh, great mix of different styles on this album. And it's as if Todd wrote a cover song album of original songs, if that makes sense, since none of the songs sound like the other. <laughs> so that was my number 11. Okay. Todd, and I always like Todd Rundgren. Oh, yeah. Todd Rundgren's yeah. great. Um, this, I don't have a lot of information on this next one. I think you checked this album out as well, but... um. This is a band that I've always followed. I don't want to say I'm like a, a hardcore fan of them, but it was Collective Soul Vibrating yeah. was oh, the yeah. album. It was mellow, but still had a rock element to it. And it was just, I don't know, it was different. It was unique. And as I listened to it, I found myself humming along. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I enjoyed the album so much because I instantly could get right into the beat of the music and just jam out, sing along, hum along. That, I think it, it sounded like a collective soul. Yeah. Album. Yeah. I mean, but it was something new for them because they hadn't released anything for a while. It, their previous album before that was 2019. But then even prior, we're going back to 2015. So, I mean, they don't have a lot out there over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, Collective Soul Vibrating. Check that one out. So, number 10, I have Tears for Fears. Okay. The Tipping Point. Um, and this is their first album after 18 years. But if you're a fan of the 80s band Tears for Fears, of course, you know, the song Shout, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Mad World, you will not be disappointed. And they sound like they never left the 80s. <laughs> but these songs are so complex in lyrics and sound. It's just an amazing album. Uh, so some songs to check out. First track, No Small Thing. Uh, it's a good send-off to the album since it's a slow acoustic song. Um, actually has a Lumineer sound. Um, but I love the line, but I just have one more song to sing, one more story to tell which almost sounds like it might be their last album, even though it took them 18 years. Who knows? Uh, two other songs are 
And these are kind of upbeat songs. My Demons and End of Night. But I thought this album was... You know, I mean, it took them 18 years. Doesn't mean they were writing it for 18. Right. But you don't know. Over those 18 years, they could have been writing lyrics, right? You know. But it the whole album complete is just phenomenal. Uh, like I said, you if you never liked Tears for Fears, you're not going to like this album because it's nothing different. Right. I mean, it, it's different, but it's, it's better than, uh, I think, it, I think it's as good as anything they put out back in the 80s I think it's actually better because they've matured more you know songwriting so so check that out okay my uh my next album I stumbled upon by mistake it was a recommendation to me based on stuff that I had been playing the band is called Wolfheart Mm -hmm. and the album is called King of the North so it's a very hard rock heavy metal feel and it came up based on my previous listening of Avenged Sevenfold Iron Maiden Mm -hmm. and bands like that and I didn't even realize that I was listening to a different band because it just kind of came up like Mm -hmm. I was stuck in I was working yeah and it came up and it started playing this album and I didn't realize that it had even changed so I wasn't bored, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was still able to work and focus. And I I realized it on a song called The King, which was the fifth track of the, uh-huh. the album. Yeah. And I was like, what am I listening to? This is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's only nine tracks. It was only 45 minutes long. So it wasn't like, again, kind of the sweet zone mm-hmm. of albums. Nine songs, 40, yeah. it was like 48 minutes. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And I just, I listened to it and I had to go back and listen to it again because I wasn't so much focused on the music, those first handful of songs. I wanted to know what I missed mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was a little harder than typically what I might listen to, but it is it like hard rock or it was hard rock, heavy metal oh, okay. type of feel, yeah. a lot of drums, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely, I would check the band out. Well, I have checked the band out further since this album, but what is it? Wolfheart? Wolfheart. Yep. Okay. Yep. So number nine is a band I liked a long time. And one of my wife's favorite band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Unlimited Love. Um, it's the first of two albums they put out in 2022 after a six year hiatus. Now, this is my theory, too, is that they put out two albums, and I think they each had, I want to say, 16, yeah, here it is, 17 songs on each album, which is incredible, but why not put, why not, why would you put two albums out in one year? I just don't understand, because what happened was, when the first album came out, and it, it, you know, like I said, it was six years, I was really excited to listen to it, and I really liked the first album they put out, but the second one I didn't listen to that much. I think it was just too much material. Too quickly. I mean, 17 and 17. Yeah. And this one, I bought the vinyl. It's, it's like a Pearl Jam concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Unlimited Love, I bought the special silver vinyl. And... Uh, 
this came out on April 1st. And then the other album is uh, Return of the Dream Canteen. Came out October 14th. Um, and like I said, it was refreshing to hear new music in April, but I think by October it was like, and we had seen them in concert in September, so it was almost like not them again. <laughs> Maybe not. I like the Chili Peppers. And there, there are a couple songs on the second one I liked, but um, I just think they could have spread this out. They probably could have put out three albums over over time, you know. And I think the fans would have been satisfied with, you know, an album this year, next year, and then the year after. Right. You know. Yep. Um, you know, I like I like quality over quantity. So, and also, not all the songs are great. Uh, I think there's a lot better songs on Unlimited uh, Love than the second one. Number nine, like I said, is Unlimited Love, and uh, I like Black Summer, Poster Child, Poster Child. I love. There's a lot of uh, just Anthony riffing, you know, real real fast. Um, interesting song, The Great Apes, These Are the Ways, Bastards of Light. Love that song. Um, but I'll also tell you, the other album, uh, songs I like were Eddie, uh, the great guitar solo at the end, and The Drummer, um, which I love the harmonies on. Because the Chili Peppers aren't all about, you know, they're not a rap band, but I always thought Anthony sort of does kind of a, not quite Lou Reed-ish, but, you know, sort of rap, you know, just word after word. He has this kind of cadence about him uh, with the way he sings. And all the colored girls say, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Flea and, uh, and John do, you know, the harmonies on the Chili Peppers, are, when you listen, really listen, when they do the harmonies, like Flea doing the high... You can hear him doing the high notes on the harmonies. You know, it's not just Anthony singing. You know, there, there's, and especially the newer albums, they got they the songs are slowed down a little bit, bit more. Right. Um, so anyway, I, that was number nine for me. Okay. Uh, my next one up, I have a band that I actually want to go see here. Okay. In a few weeks. Bon Jovi. By the time this uh, podcast drops, no, it is not Bon Jovi. They will uh, be playing down in Atlantic City at the Ocean. Unfortunately, I couldn't get a comp room, or I probably would have already gone because tickets are pretty cheap. Culture Club? It's not Culture Club. It's Bush. Oh, the, yeah. The Art of Survival. I like to see Bush. Oh, actually, that was another album I liked, but I didn't, they're not on my list. Great album. Yeah. Um, absolutely, I absolutely love this album. This was their ninth studio album, which actually surprised me because they've only been around since, I want to say, the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s. But that's a lot of albums in yeah. a short period of time. Um, This album was just really good from top to bottom. Uh hard to pick out favorite tracks because I really liked so many of them, but Heavy is the Ocean is the opening track. Gets you right into the album. More Than Machines, I really liked. Shark Bite was really good. Human Sand was really good. Identity was really good. And then Gunfight was also... I guess those songs all stand out to me, but there really wasn't a bad song at all on this album. I have actually listened to this one 
so often that it's added as a favorite on my my albums list. A lot of mm-hmm. times I make track lists and just shuffle all kinds of various artists. This album is actually one of only like 10 albums that I have favorited. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, number eight is maybe one that's on your list. Sammy Hagar in the circle. Yes, it is. Crazy times. Yes, it is. Uh, so this is the third album by Sammy and the circle, which is bassist Michael Anthony from Van Halen, mm-hmm. guitarist Vic Johnson, and drummer Jason Bonham. Um, Sammy's 75, just like Iggy. Um, I think this is the best Sammy's sounded. Or let me just say, I think he sounds as good as he sounded when he was younger. Yes, agreed. Like there's no depletion of his voice or anything. I mean, he's not 95, you know. Right. I mean, 75 is is old, but not, you know. But he can still perform at 75. He looks good. Not just sing. He's still in good physical shape, exactly. So this album, uh, Self-Reflection. I think where we've been, what we're going through, uh, where we are, where we're going, you know, it's got it all. Um, This was written during COVID. And the first two tracks I call Slow Burns. Uh, No pun intended, but track two is Slow Drain, about someone who was the leader of the U.S. That's what I think it's about. Uh, By the third song, the album picks up a little bit with Feed Your Head. In which I think the chorus sounds similar to Quiet Riot's Mental Health, Bang Your Head. <laughs> uh, I don't, and Jeremy, I don't know if you listen to the, or know what the lyrics are in that song. What? Mental health will drive you mad? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, feed your head. I don't know if you picked up on it. But he gives a little, he actually mentions Allentown. I didn't pick up on that. The first two lines of the song. The machine is breaking down. She'll rust away like Allentown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it until I heard it for like the third time or something. Bum, 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 like, bum. is he saying Allentown? And for our listeners, we're like r- very near to Allentown. We're living here in Allentown. Yeah. When Billy Joel came out with that song, <laughs> I, my parents got sick of me playing it, you know. I'm like, he's singing about Allentown, even though we didn't live in Allentown. So the best songs on the album for me are probably two of the slowest songs. Be Still, Father Time. Father Time I love. Father Time is a good one. Yeah. And there's... I loved... I I didn't mark any favorite songs from this one, but towards the back of this CD, Mm -hmm. you mentioned it. It picked up like four or five songs through and that's kind of when i really loved the yeah. album not that there was anything wrong with the beginning but it just mm-hmm. once it picked up it stayed yeah up for well me. i think father times towards the end yes and then i think there's two versions I, I, there's an acoustic version yes there was too. yes there was with um, some good rockers uh you get what you pay for crazy times and of course feed your head i think this is a great album by an old rocker um, and also check out the, the so- a song on there that's a cover song. It's Elvis Costello's Pump It Up. 
And I think I think it's a great version of that song. It's a different take on pump because I've heard pump it up done before mm-hmm. by other artists, but I think Sammy somehow made this his own. You know, I mean, and that's a song like you don't think you can make your own because it's you know everybody knows you know pump it up. Well, he has always been great about making songs. Isn't even. You could play a Van Halen song at times, and he can still make it sound different, yeah. but good. <laughs> yeah. He, he's very creative. But I was surprised that it's, it wasn't just slower songs. He's actually rocking. His, he lifts, his voice lifts up, and he, it just, yeah, he sounds inc- incredible. I wonder so, if he can drive 55 yet. I don't know. <laughs> All right, my next uh, album. I think I've mentioned these guys to you before. If not, I think I've mentioned them on the podcast. It's a band called Alter Bridge. Pawns and Kings was the album that came out in 2022. Isn't that a band we're going to see? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know who they're opening for, but yes. What? Uh, Jeremy, I'm older than you. You're forgetting things. Oh, are we going? Are they the we're, main act? We're going to see. Um, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Alter Bridge is opening. Yeah. Or is it no. vice versa? It's vice versa. Yeah, because we talked about it. I'm I'm so looking forward to Wolfgang Van Halen. I mean, we could stay for the whole concert if you want. But... I'd I'd love to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Alter Bridge, I've actually seen them before. They're very mm-hmm. good live. They have a lot of a lot of energy. Hard rock band. But what I found interesting about this album was. There's only 10 songs on the album. Five of them made it as singles. Uh-huh. I've, that's, I don't know how common that is, but it seems pretty rare that half of your album mm-hmm. also gets released as a single. Uh, the album's 53 and a half minutes long. They do have a lot of instrumental breaks, but I'm okay with that. I, mm-hmm. I guess I sound hypocritical here in a sense, but I don't mind a long song if something's going on in the song. Mm-hmm. I what I do mind is if a song is just dragging on pointlessly, or if the instrumental is not that great. And yes, and it doesn't, or if keep it's you, repetitive, if know, it doesn't keep like you that. into it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, what's that ELO song, "Fire on High." Is that yeah. the one? <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, uh, I know telephone and the. I think it's ELO. Anyway. It, it's just an awesome instrumental. Mm-hmm. It keeps you locked in the entire time. But uh, yeah, Alter Bridge, great. I love their 2022 album, but actually they're one of the few bands that, again, I saw them live before I actually started listening to their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after seeing them, it intrigued me to go, yeah. you know, what else do they have mm-hmm. out there? And What's the name of that one? Pawns and Kings. Okay. Is that on your list? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, number seven for me is Bruce Springsteen. Only the Strong Survive. That's on my list. So it's amazing. After 20 albums spanning almost 50 years, Bruce finally puts out an R&B soul album. And of course, Bruce isn't really... You don't think of R&B and soul with Bruce. But Bruce's first band, The Castiles, played a ton of soul covers in their set back when Bruce was in high school long time ago <laughs> so Bruce and soul music go way back 
Um, this album has 15 songs on it. And, of course, they're all cover songs. But some good ones are Soul Days, which features the one and only Sam Moore from Sam and Dave. Sam and Dave did the song Soul Man. Yep. Uh, Night Shift, I always liked that song. Oh, man. 1985. His cover of that was phenomenal. Yeah. Can I tell you a funny story? When I first tried to listen to this album, I wasn't signed in mm-hmm. to Apple. Okay. So it was only allowing me to play that song. <laughs> and I was like, man, I can't wait till the rest of this album is available. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, later I must have realized that I wasn't locked in. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was the album. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I heard Night Shift five or six times because it was, that was such a great version, great rendition of that song. Yeah, I told a story on one of the podcasts with Mike um, that I had. I don't. I, I normally didn't listen to like R&B back in 85. Uh, I was probably listening to... Probably still class, like, well, it wasn't classic rock. Yeah. <laughs> what we call classic rock yeah. now. But probably, um, probably the cars and probably Led Zeppelin still and Cheap Trick. Um, but I had, for some reason, I bought this cassette uh, of the Commodores. And that was a song I loved. Um, and uh, yeah, so I listened to that over and over. And then some other songs in here uh, When She Was My Girl. Now, this was a top 40 song for the Four Tops in 1981. And now Bruce slows this song down a little bit from the original. And uh, then there's Don't Play That Song from 1962 from Benny King. Now, there are some obscure songs on the album. And not number one hits specifically, uh, so I think this is a good combination of songs that maybe are a little, they weren't number one hits. So maybe you'll be turned on to some songs. Maybe you go back and listen to the originals like I did just to see how they, you know, differ. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bruce actually changed some of the lyrics, uh, in the Benny King song. Uh, so in the middle where Benny Benny King talks it out a little bit. And he says, I remember on our first date, you kissed me and you walked away. You were only 17. I never thought you'd act so mean. You said, darling, I love you. But darling, you lied. (laughs) So now Bruce, because maybe because of the 17, you know, people get upset. Right. (laughs) Um, Bruce, Bruce's words are, I remember the summer nights down by the shore as the band played with you in my arms and we moved across the floor. But all I got to say is, I don't care if you lied, let's dance. (laughs) (laughs) So Benny says, but darling, you lied. And Bruce doesn't care that she lied. He's still, he's going to dance. Right. And then they're down at the shore too. He doesn't say how old she is either. Yeah. So anyway, that's a great album. Yes. Agreed. If you don't like Bruce, I don't care. I was going to say listen to this still, but... If you don't like Bruce, (laughs) I would still listen to it because it's not a typical, you know, glory days or (laughs) whatever 8th Avenue freeze out. Like, it's just something different Mm -hmm. from him. But 
sounds great. Well, people are so insane with uh, music, movies now. And like I said, I'm not, we don't get into politics or anything like that. But, it, you know, when I was younger, you know, we didn't, we didn't know. I guess we didn't know unless we saw an interview with someone on TV. Right. We just bought the album. Maybe it was a cool cover. You know, you could see what the band looked like. You didn't, And you listen to the music. Yep. You know, but people don't want to do that. Um, you know, as long as, like I say, as long as someone didn't murder someone, <laughs> you know, then it gets personal or is is a pedophile right, or something say, or like a that. rapist or something. Yeah. Yeah. But political, I, that's why we don't talk politics yep, on I here. I agree. And enough of that. Yeah. My next album, this, looking this up surprised me. So, it's Skid Row. The gang's all here. Any guesses the number album that this was for Skid Row as a band? 18. See, I would have thought something like that, too. Six. Well, I said 18 because I was thinking of their song, probably. Isn't there a song called? 18 in Life, yeah. (laughs) No, only six albums. Sebastian Bach was gone no, for a while. this is a different but... singer. Yes. But this is his first album. Sounded really oh, good, okay. too. Um, but yeah, even with, you know, the two previous singers, still only six albums. So that caught me a bit off guard, for sure. Um, opens up with Hell or High Water, and you've got immediate Skid Row, just rock feel. Mm-hmm. Um the gang's all here. The title track is second, but by the time you get to the fourth track, Time Bomb, it just elevates to a different level of just energy and mm-hmm. rock. Um, I loved, loved, loved this album. They close it out with a song called "World on Fire," which was also fantastic. And I really thought that this lead, this new lead singer sounded really good. Um, I got a chance to see these guys. I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. So it was the mm-hmm. second singer. Thought he was okay, but he really struggled with high notes. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of, obviously, studio recording. You're able to protect your voice. You're Mm -hmm. able to, you know, cover things up. But it sounded very good. It sounded crisp. So I'd be Mm -hmm. curious to see how they sound live. Yeah. So. Uh, There's got to be some original members. There is. Okay. Yes. And aren't they, they're from, they're from New Jersey aren't they Pennsylvania they are I'd have to look it up I'm not yeah, sure okay because we interviewed this A&R uh, girl mm-hmm. and one of her first bands that she I don't know if she managed them but she was I, I could have swore they were from around Allentown hmm and it was before Sebastian Bach joined the group. Tom's River, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So she kind of managed. Uh, she was there when, I guess, Sebastian Bach joined the band and everything. And now he's not in it anymore. Yeah. Again. So my next band, I'm sure you've never heard of Jeremy. And uh, you're going to laugh when I say the name. Uh, okay. We might have this in common then. 
I should have worn my shirt because I actually have a shirt. Yeah. Let's eat grandma. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, wait a minute. It's not what it sounds like. The, it's, there's an apostrophe in there. Let's eat grandma. Not let's eat grandma. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And the album's Two Ribbons. Oh, that's the band. Yeah. Let's eat. Let's eat grandma. grandma. All right. I, I, this was another album I think I just stumbled upon. <laughs> you, how did you not stumble upon? <laughs> but it, this album is a little odd because it's, it's pop synth, almost new wave, right? But it's only half the album is that. Like, I wish they continued with more of that type of music. Uh, it's two girls, Rosa and Jenny. They're from England. They met when they were four years old. They're now in their early 20s. So I think this is like two EPs. Um, first five songs are pure pop synth, but exactly halfway through the album, uh, with song six, uh, we have a a 30 second song called half light and then it goes into a nice acoustic song called sunday so no more synthesizers right then there's another short instrumental with birds and some whistling <laughs> and then the last two songs are like really slow songs and i actually wanted to put this higher once i really listened to this you know it was the I was just blown away by the first like four or five songs, but I, I couldn't give it any higher rating because it, it, like I said, it changes halfway through. Now Elton John interviewed them last year. That's how popular they're becoming. Wow. He mentioned them as one of his favorite bands of 2022. Awesome. And they even opened for Elton at his Hyde Park concert on June 24th of last year. So that's Let's Eat Grandma. All right. And I actually have a shirt I just got. <laughs> so I, I want to wear it, see if anybody, you know. I mean, I could Says probably anything. wear I think I'll wear it to Chiller. There you go. Because they'll think, you know, it just said, they'll think it's up from a horror movie. Yeah, probably. Like, Ooh, what, what movie is that? <laughs> right. My next album <clears throat> is pretty pretty recent and... You can probably guess what it might be. We talk about her quite often on the podcast. Uh, Taylor Swift. <clears throat> Taylor Swift. Midnights. I think one of the funniest things to me that stands out about this album. Do you remember when it first came out, you were texting me? <laughs> okay. Do you remember what you were texting me? No. Oh my God. I'm disappointed. This album spit out 10. Oh, That's yeah. right. 10. Top 10. Top 10 songs off of the same album. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most for any album ever. <laughs> and I think Jim at one point texted me that, I forget, what is there, like 17 songs on this? 15. 15 songs. 14 of them, I believe, were in the top 20. No, I think all 15. <laughs> I think all 15 were. I don't remember the exact text message, but yes, practically the entire album was in the top 20 or 25, and it was just mind-blowing. 
Well, what's uh, what's also odd is that I mentioned on the podcast when we talked about this that I said, well, Lizzo or Drake must not have an album out. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then Drake comes out with an album and knocks her off, except I think the number one song. How I I was just like coming up with a couple names. Yeah. You know, how did I know? But this was their 10th studio album. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And obviously so did everybody else. And she's not on, believe it or not, my top 15. Oh, that's disappointing. Because I, I didn't like this album as a, as a whole. We can't be friends anymore. I'm just kidding. I couldn't. <laughs> I liked her last couple albums. I mean, I, I think I listened to, I might have tried listening to it a second time. I do like Antihero. Vigilante shit, I like. And the video for Antihero, you got to see. Yes. But, but I also was... You know, everybody's, um, you know, gets offended by everything these days and had Taylor Swift edit her freaking video because her scale, this is a personal song, right? But everybody else takes it personally. And her scale said F-A-T on the scale. Mm -hmm. They had her remove, they wanted her to remove it and she's a good person. So she removed it from the video, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. But check out that video for Antihero. Uh, she's she's like, there's people at her funeral. I won't go into the whole, but listen to the song and mm-hmm. or watch the video. But but yeah, I I don't know something about this album. I didn't feel was. I I, I know everybody is talking about it, and she was selling out concerts. But that's what popular music does, and she's so popular. Mm-hmm. So people. People just streamed it, you know, wanted to hear it. But, and I know Jeremy might, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, but maybe Jeremy's a little. A little bigger. Maybe a little biased. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's possible. I wanted to put her on this list. Okay, so I'm at number five, Dana Fuchs, uh, Borrowed Time, Blues Album. And we, we got to interview Dana last year. Now this album entered billboard blues album chart at number four so it's it's a good combination of blues rock and uh, some stripped down blues now dana i don't know if if you're not familiar she has kind of a raspy voice Uh, she actually played janice joplin off broadway Uh, she was also in the movie um, across the universe which is a beatles movie she played sadie she got to sing with Bono. Okay, let me talk about the album. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically her and her musical partner, John Diamond. And he's an incredible guitarist. Now, I also saw Dana live last year at this really small bar in New Jersey. Great place. To, I mean, I've seen her at bigger places, but... Um, she had her whole, her whole band with her, you know, drummer, bass player. But John Diamond, her guitarist, I think could play anything. Like you could walk up to him and ask him to play. You could ask him to play Jimi Hendrix song and, and he'd play it note for note, you know. Um, now, she's put out a lot of um, albums before this, but I honestly think this is her one of her best, if not her best album. And like I said, it's a it's totally blues album. The songs I like that stand out are Double Down on Wrong, Hard Road, 
Not Another Second on You. That has to be my absolute favorite song. And when I saw her, she played that. I was happy. Uh, it's got sounds like the Stones. It's got a Stones sound to it. And the song Star. So that's my number five, Dana Fuchs. All right. My next album is an album that covers just about every musical rock genre that you can possibly cover. Okay. It is the album's called The Car, and it's by the Arctic Monkeys. I've heard of them. <laughs> the, this album covers, but is not limited to only art rock, orchestral rock, lounge pop, baroque pop, funk, jazz. Glam rock, soul music, electronic music, bossa nova, traditional pop, and film soundtrack music. Hmm. <laughs> That's all listed on the reviews. You get everything. Mm-hmm. You've got energy. You've got creativity. You've got different sounds that all blend together and combine into one very well. This is a band I don't know a lot about even now. They've been around a while. Yeah, I've heard of them, mm-hmm. but I've never looked into their music or yeah you know seen them or anything like that this album was just so cool it was 37 minutes long mm-hmm. <laughs> nine songs right in that sweet spot <laughs> and every track was its own but it worked together where it didn't the next song didn't take you out of the rhythm mm-hmm. so the car by the Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Give you a little bit of everything on one <laughs> CD, one album. So number four, uh, Madison Cunningham. Have you heard of her? I've heard the name. It's the album Reveler. It's her third album. Now she's a cross between, we say, Cheryl Crow, Joni Mitchell, and Suzanne Vega. Um, now Paste actually had this at number 38. And Rolling Stone had this at number four, which is remarkable for Rolling Stone. I give them credit because I want to tell you something on my 15 albums I have here. Mm -hmm. There's only two that were on either one of their lists. Wow. Like Sammy Hagar is not on any of the lists. You know, Bruce is not on any of the lists. It's almost like these people didn't come out with albums. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, I've listened to this album probably three or four times. Now, she's also up for two Grammys. Best Folk Album, Best American Roots Performance. Um uh, I wouldn't say it's entirely folk. I wouldn't say it. I think it's across in between alternative and folk, but not truly folk. Like that album that we talked about in the last podcast, one of the album roulette, Big Thief. I mean, that's listed as alternative. That's definitely, I played you one of the songs. Right. It's definitely like folk, folksy, yeah. hillbilly. Yes. I don't know what it is. Um, so hopefully she she'll win a Grammy. Um, now she she was at the last Grammy Awards. Um, I think I think it was the last one. Oh, two years ago, and she said she was mistaken 
She's hoping it goes a little bit better than the last time. Because she was mistaken as wait staff during her last Grammy party two years ago. Because <laughs> they didn't know, you know. All right. She's not a familiar face. Yep. Um, this album's just good, really good, refreshing sound. Um, songs I like are Hospital, Life According to Rachel. I want to say this is one of the greatest songs written from last year. You have to listen to it. I can't describe it. Life According to Rachel, it's just incredibly written song. It, I, I, it's kind of a sad song, but really, you really feel the song. You really feel, you know, what she's trying to say. And So anyway, uh, number four, that was for me, Madison yep. Cunningham. My uh, last album that I have that isn't a duplicate with a couple that you've already mentioned was another band that came up as a recommendation based on other artists that I like, and they were called Dragon Hammer, and the mm -hmm. album was called Second Life. Again, it was a lot like Avenged Sevenfold, Iron Maiden, the band that I listed earlier, Wolfheart. Mm -hmm. heavy guitar lots of drumming you know just like a power hard rock metal album from top to bottom again it wasn't too long there were I don't have it in front of me here but I want to say there was like 9 or 10 songs again mm -hmm. another 45 minute album right in that sweet spot and it was just this along with the wolf heart that I talked about earlier. It was cool to stumble upon these bands because they were somebody that I would never even heard of before. And they just popped up as something as I might like. And sure enough, I did. Mm -hmm. I love when, and we've talked about this before, but when Apple music gives you recommendations that are good mm -hmm. <laughs> because it helps you discover new music that you didn't know about. Yeah. What I dislike is when they give you, oh, you might like this, and you listen to it, and it's like, what made you in a million yeah. years think that I would like <laughs> that? This was one of their good recommendations. Mm -hmm. So, last one on my list was Dragon Hammer. Okay. Well, I've got three more. Yeah, I know. You covered two that I had. <laughs> okay. So, so number so three. Close is... us out. <laughs> so, number three, I have Liam Gallagher. I always liked Oasis. I know they're trying to be the Beatles. Yep. They love, but I, th I also think they, they, uh, they also love the Beatles. They're, I think I, it's hard to say that they were trying to be the next Beatles. Well, after all, they're your wonder wall. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they do, they both have, well, especially Liam has strong personality. So I think that was the, the problem. Maybe people were turned off by him, but. Now, Noel um, has put out, I think, two or three albums. Okay. And Liam, I didn't realize that he had been putting out albums. I just thought he decided not to record anymore or tour or anything. Because all I hear is the fighting between the two brothers. Right. But this album is, in this album is incredible. Come on, you know it's called. Um... And Liam told Apple Music before it came out, some of it's odd. I'd say 80% of the record is per peculiar 
but still good and 20% of it is classic. Um, this sounds like pumped up Oasis. I always liked Liam's voice. This, this I'm telling you, I, this, I just simply love this album probably three or four times at least. Um, and all the things you'd expect, snarky lyric, even jabs at his brother, Beatles references in the songs. Um, the song Don't Go Halfway, I think could have been on Sgt. Pepper's album. Um, now, in the past, I'd hope, you know, Oasis would reform. Uh, but I think Liam's doing good on his own. I, I'd love to see Liam. I was going to say Liam Neeson. Liam Gallagher <laughs> uh, perform, you know, live. Now, I don't know if you know about the infamous MTV Unplugged episode. No. And that's where it all went to hell. Okay. It was 1996. Oasis was set to perform on MTV's Unplugged um, after the release of their second album. And... But when it came down to it, Liam was largely absent. During the two-week rehearsal period for the performance, Liam only made three appearances and reportedly wearing the same clothes each time. <laughs> so the day of the performance, he hadn't turned up, and there were rumors that he had been out drinking for a couple of days. And Noel stated in an interview after the fact, and nobody knew where he was. So about an hour before we were due to go on, he turned up absolutely shit-faced. We said, well, look, let's see if he can sing a couple of songs. And he says it was fucking dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> so Oasis ended up going on with without Liam. Now, I don't know if I saw this. I don't think the Unplugged was live. But I know I saw this when it came out because it was a big thing at the time. Mm -hmm. So Noel took over Liam's duties as the front man, you know, singing. And then Liam was in the house that night or in where they were performing. And he was up in the balcony. I remember this sitting there heckling his brother during the performance, <laughs> but he wasn't mic'd, So I don't think you could, right. You could probably see him mouthing stuff. Yeah. So I think that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I didn't know they were like big Beatles fans, but mm -hmm. I always think of that song, Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah. And it was like a straight ripoff. There's a lot of, of Beatles, yeah. <laughs> of a Beatles song, but. I'm sure uh, Liam made comments, you know, about being bigger than the Beatles or something like that. Wow. Uh, but this album, you, you got to give it a listen. Um, songs that really stand out track two, Diamond in the Dark, uh, Don't Go Halfway, Too Good for Giving Up. Just a beautiful song. That song is just magnet. It's piano, drums, strings. Um, it was not meant to be. And that's another really nice song. Okay, number two, I have Beth Orton, Weather Alive. And I've talked about her before. I actually saw her last year. Yep. It's the only, I'm telling the truth here, it's the only concert I've ever gone to by myself. Because no one else would go with me. Was this the Philadelphia concert? <laughs> no, this was um, this was in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, it was Montclair. It's in a church. It's called the Outpost in the Burbs. I've seen a couple concerts there. 
So it's literally a church, a huge church. So you sit in the pews and they have a stage, <laughs> I guess where the pulpit would be. Um, so I've, I've heard about her like a long time ago and kind of forgot about Beth Orton. Um, she was around in the late 90s. Um, and in the 2000, she won Best British Female at the 2000 Brit Awards. Um, so her newest out, I, I really love it. She's very unique. Her voice is very unique. And it is, they are slow songs. There's nothing really rock and roll or anything. But nothing really that, that you know, again, will put, put you to sleep. Now, she's from England. Uh, she's 52, so relatively young. Um, now, this is also listed as alternative, but I wouldn't call it. I'd call it, um, I came up with a word. I think I came up with this word, folktronica, <laughs> electronic folk. There you go. Actually, maybe I didn't make that word up. Someone to tell me. So each song is, I, I think, a journey. Uh, the first song, Weather Alive. I think these songs just, you have to be in the mood. You have to, I think this is an album to put on, not while you're driving, but while you're just relaxing at home. Um, I mean, the first song is seven minutes long. And for a first song, you know, it's really got to pull you in. Like, like I said, the first two, first couple songs, um, the shortest song on the album is four minutes, 30 seconds. There's no really short songs in there. Now there's eight songs in the album. Uh, but the three tracks I'd listen to are two Friday night, which is, if you want to say pop, but the most poppyish of the, <laughs> of the, the most different of the songs that are on this album. Track six is lonely and track one weather alive. Um, so that's my number two, Beth Orton. And I was kind of disappointed because I hoped, you know, when I've gone to these concerts at the church, they always come out, you know, and meet the fans, but right. she didn't. Oh, man. But I still bought the vinyl. Number one. And it's probably nothing you... Well, nothing on here is what you expect, I guess. But, no, apparently only two of, a, two of them matched. <laughs> that was it. Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Mike Campbell. He's uh, was in a very famous band with a very famous singer, music uh, songwriter, who we lost like I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. Come on, Jeremy. He was in the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Campbell was the lead guitarist. Okay. And I think what happens, like when you, when you have a pet, and you have a pet for such a long time, you start to look like each other. Mm-hmm. Mike Campbell sounds like Tom Petty. Yeah, I could see that. So, and I didn't really know what he sounded like till probably maybe a couple of years ago. When he's, because uh, he has this band, I think it's a rel. This is his second album. Okay. So maybe when he put the first album out, I'm like, he sounds not exactly, but some of the songs you can really hear, <laughs> Tom. And he also 
he wrote or co-wrote Refugee, mm -hmm. Here Comes My Girl, You Got Lucky, Running Down a Dream with Tom Petty. Okay. Okay. So this is a really good rock and roll like album, just almost like I think I want to imagine that they recorded it all together, which some people do instead of like, okay, you record your guitar party. I think this had to be like all together. One, two, three, four, let's go. Right. You know? Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. So the first song's uh, Wicked Mind. And this pulls you right in. You know where you're getting. Uh, reminds me of Running Down a Dream, actually. But it's a little, little faster. Uh, I have to say this is another best song for me from last year. Um, track two is Bridget Bardot. This sounds like a, a, a fast Bob Dylan song. Hmm. Uh, the third song, Cheap Talk, uh, slows down a little bit. And... I don't know. I, I, it's weird because it's called Cheap Talk. I was thinking a cheap trick. Uh, but we hear a woman making some sexual noises in a song. And then she goes, <laughs> I think it's the same woman singing at the end. Uh, but even the guitar sounds like Rick Nelson could be, you know. Uh, other songs, Dirty Job, State of Mind, uh, with country singer Margot Price. Uh who I also like. I, it's weird. I, I never really listened to a lot of country, but I've been getting into a little bit more of the newer country. Margot Price just put out a new album, which I listened to a little bit of. Uh, so Dirty Job is with Ian Hunter, uh, who was in Mott the Hoople, all the young dudes. But it's weird. His voice sounds like the guy from ZZ Top, Billy Gibbons. Yep. Uh, so, and he, he is, I want to say he's like, Ian Hunter's like 82, 83. So wow. his, I think his voice has got, his voice has gotten to the point where it's a little, you know, rougher. And, <laughs> um, oh, and, and I looked up, Ian Hunter also wrote Once Bit and Twice Shy, little music trivia there covered by Great White. And he wrote Cleveland Rocks. There you go. So most people, if you know Ian Hunter, you you know he wrote those songs, but you wouldn't think the guy that wrote All the Young Dudes wrote those other songs, but he did. So I check out, that's my number one. So Mike Campbell, Dirty Knobs, External Combustion. I like that name too. So check that out. Um, Great list. Okay, so that does it for our 2022 list. And uh, there's a lot of you know, good music hopefully coming out this year. Um, we're only in January, so. Oh, we got a U2 album coming, right? Yeah. Three of them. Yeah, March 17th. Three of them. Within the next couple of years. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully U2 will tour next year. But. Yeah. So our next um, podcast, uh, well, after this one, uh, there is an interview I did with uh, Chris Canterbury. He's a country singer. He's from Nashville. And uh, then our next regular one, we're going to be talking about Buddy Holly in February. So 
buckle up. All right. For Buddy Holly. Sounds good. Okay. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, again, email us if you want. No good music podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you later. Ciao. You've been listening to No Good Music. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher and recorded at the Did You Say 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find No Good Music on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, and almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. 